Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. If you own a small business, you might be asking yourself, can Tax Act help me do my business and personal taxes? The answer is yes. If the answer was no, it would have been pretty ill-advised of TaxAct to have asked that question in the first place. And TaxAct prides itself on not doing ill-advised things. In conclusion, TaxAct can help small business owners get their personal and business taxes done. TaxAct. Let's get them over with. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome to the global phenomenon, Surviving the Survivor, where we bring you the best guests in all of true crime. What's up, SGS Nation, and welcome to this special episode of Surviving the Survivor, the podcast that promises to bring you the very best guests in all of true crime. This is live coverage and analysis of Donna Sue Adelson's first appearance in Tallahassee. Here is the mugshot the second mugshot of Donna Sue Adelson booked into the Leon County jail at some point last evening. Uh, here it is one a.m. Uh, the COE is all over it. She's charged with first degree murder solicitation to commit first degree murder conspiracy to commit first degree murder. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Tim Jansen, who's going to be walking us through the uh, live coverage and analysis of this. He is in Tallahassee. Tim Jansen, these are the exact same charges as were levied against Charlie Adelson, and we now know he was convicted of those a week ago last Monday. Um, this is sort of eerie in, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting, breaking news. We have a lot of breaking news, you know. Um, now we just find out, when after she got arrested at the airport, Agent Sanford took her phone, which is normally when someone's arrested, they're allowed to take personal property as inventory. And Donna tried to pull back and said, no, I was told never to give my phone to law enforcement. 
well, that's pretty good advice, except when, you, when you're arrested, uh, they're allowed to take any personal possessions. So the next day, they actually uh, did a search. They did a search warrant for the phone, uh, the state attorney and investigator Newland. And in the affidavit, we find out that um, not only does Donna not know who her friends are, but somebody's been communicating with Charlie that they advise don't tell Charlie about our trip. So the trial, he was convicted on the 6th. On November 7th at 11.30 p.m., Donna books a flight to Saigon the next day. And then on November, before, and then five days later, Donna calls this fan, a friend of Charlie, and says, hey, by the way, we're, we're booking a flight and we're going to Saigon but until the 20th. So she's not even being fruitful. She's saying, we're going on a trip and we're coming back which she didn't have two-way plans, but she was asking for advice as far as airlines and for hotels. But I'm not sure why she needed an airline. She was lying again because she already booked the, the airline. And this family friend said it seemed kind of weird that they hadn't had a five-minute conversation in over 10 years. So this person, like we always say, see something, say something, says it didn't sound right, he calls the state attorney the next day. And then Harvey, now we got Harvey involved, okay? Harvey says, you must not mention to Charlie anything about our plans. So this person must have been calling Charlie or Charlie calling this person from jail. Otherwise, he wouldn't have to worry about that. Harvey is trying to, she didn't have a warrant for his arrest, so you can't say he helped her escape at that point. Um, and then we know the next paragraph of the affidavit uh, says he took the phone and Donna pulled away and Agent Sanford grabbed the phone. So you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. Tim, we've got our uh, global audience. South Africa's in the house. I saw Scotland. I saw the UK. I saw the Republic of Ireland, Australia. They're all here uh, to see this first appearance. Just to let you know how this is going to play out this morning, uh, we have... Um, public access to zoom this is a public video for the public and uh, i'm just going to pull it up for one second show you. that is the zoom you see leon at the top there that's leon county this is presumably the courtroom uh where they're going to uh have donna adelson appear uh before who is the judge again tim jansen it's going to be Judge Jones. Judge Jones. Tell us a little bit about Judge Jones. This is different, obviously, than Judge Stephen Everett, who presided over the case. Right. Judge Jones is a misdemeanor judge. He's a county judge. He was acting um, circuit judge for a while. He put his name for a hat to be appointed by the governor. He did not get it. So he's a county judge who's doing first appearances. They do rotations. He doesn't really have any authority to grant a bond. Uh, it says no bond. The circuit judge will have to grant the bond. But what he will do is he'll do her first appearance, read the charges to her. Uh, we'll see if she has a lawyer uh, going to appear by Zoom or if she's not going to have a lawyer, if a lawyer is going to be appointed um, to represent her. Hmm. So a couple things stand out in this. Uh, I'm going to bring it back up in this new mugshot, which is obviously she doesn't have access to makeup. Uh, Tim Jansen, it looks to me like she's wearing exactly what she was wearing in her first mugshot in Miami-Dade. Yeah. She spent a week in Miami-Dade 
County at the Turner Guilford Knight Correction Center, which is a horrific place. A week later, she's up in Leon County. I presume that they put her back into her original street clothes town. That's her Vietnam traveling clothes. Those are the same clothes she had to travel to Vietnam. And she probably feels like she's in a foreign place, but they're speaking English. So she's probably a little concerned. Um, KCL is asking, why not Judge Everett? This is a, uh, um, I'm sorry, Tim, he, he, he handles first appearances, this judge? They rotate them. And um, some, some circuit judges do them and some county judges do them. Some get the weekends. It's a matter of a rotation. Um, I will say that Judge Everett did sign the warrant for the search warrant for the phone. Investigator Newland, the state attorney's office, took that to to him, which he should. He's he's most affluent with the case, and he knows what's going on. So they're going to get her phone. We're going to see some things. Probably more information is going to come that's going to be damaging to her. Um, probably the reason why she didn't want to give her phone in the first place. Mm. So it's important to point out here, and uh, we're about eight minutes away from proceedings beginning. And um, Tim, how is this going to work? This She's not the only one with a first appearance. It's right. anyone that was booked in. Explain how this is going to work. What's the process? You mentioned to me that they're in different pods. Just explain that if you could. They do pods. And what happens is she's not going to be going to a courthouse. She'll be appearing by a, a camera, Zoom, uh, from a pod. And it depends what pods they're in. Depends how many people are arrested. Um, so, and she got booked in late. She didn't get booked in till three. Uh, so they make a list early on around probably 10, 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. So she might be an add-on, but my understanding is she's going to be on it on the 11 o'clock. So we might have to wait for a couple others. Um, and sometimes that's, it can be very enjoyable. You're going to see things that you might see on TV. Um, so you never know what you're going to see at first appearance. I mean, I've seen people yell at their lawyers, cuss at their lawyers, cuss at the judge. Uh, you just never know what you're going to get. We don't know where she'll be in the order. Uh, it'd be nice if she was one of the first. But they're just going to read the charges. She might have a lawyer appear by Zoom. or uh, um, She's not entitled to a bond. Um, she's not going to get a bond. There's no bond hold by the circuit judge. So this misdemeanor county judge is not going to grant a bond. He's basically going to read the charges and then say, see if you have an attorney if you want to consider bond, you need to get with Judge Everett. And that's kind of what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm sorry, did you say, is she going to be, because in Miami at Turner Guilford Knight, she appeared via uh, video link. Is she going to be in the actual courtroom here? No, she'll be in a, she'll be in her pod. Okay. And it'll be a video link. Okay. So it'll be how it was in <laughs> yeah. Miami. Um, and everyone, these things are subject to change. Uh, there's no way to 1,000% confirm that she, her first appearance will happen, but it is likely that it will. So, again, once proceedings start um, in about six minutes' time, we should be able to see the Zoom. We'll pull that up, and we'll watch together, and Tim will give us his insight uh, into all of this. Um, Tim? She's the fifth person arrested in this Dan Markell conspiracy. It appears now right. like they're going down um, like a game of dominoes. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it looks like the chairs and the musical chairs, are, the chairs are getting smaller and smaller. Uh, what do we think? There's two chairs left, um, Harvey and, and Wendy. Those are the two chairs left that we know of. We don't know if anybody else participated or helped in this conspiracy. No one's really been mentioned before. 
but those are the only two chairs left. Um, and Harvey, I'm, I'm kind of curious, somebody's called this conversation that he had with the neighbor telling him not to tell Charlie is interesting because there's some rumor going on that the phone call between Donna and Charlie was not an intentional um, disclosure of her plans, which we consistent with Harvey not telling this neighbor not to tell Charlie. So a lot of things kind of are starting to line up that Donna didn't openly, knowingly tell Charlie of her plans. We'll have to wait and see when those phone calls are actually divulged to everybody. But that's the rumor going around. Mm. Um, and Tim, I know you're not a psychologist. You're a criminal defense attorney and a, and a great one at that. But you're looking at this mugshot. Obviously, uh, Lisa Bory says Donna Adelson not smiling anymore. She has, as we just talked about, her Vietnam traveling clothes on, the same clothes, but no makeup. Um, she looks to me a lot more in the first mugshot. It was almost like there was a slight smirk, but in this mm -hmm. mugshot, she appears to look already kind of withdrawn, um, sort of that hollow look in her eyes. How do you see it? Uh, I've been hearing that she's not eating, that she's been calling a ruckus down, down there, um, but that she's not eating. She looks a little more gaunt. Uh, it's only been a, what, a couple days, uh, maybe a week. Um, but that's what I'm hearing from sources, and, um, that she's not eating. And someone, someone texted at me. It was an interesting question. What sort of, uh, I don't know, what sort of leeway, if any, does the prison system have, or the jail system in this case have, if an inmate is refusing to eat, can they, can they make her, can they put her onto an IV system? I mean, how does that work if someone decides that they're not going to eat? Well, what they'll do is they'll put her in isolation so they can keep track of her meals, right? If they think she's doing a hunger strike, they can keep track by, you know, watching her tray if she doesn't eat it. Then I think they can call in, they can send her to medical, and they can do a psychological evaluation of her. Um, I don't know, and I've never seen a client being force-fed. Um, I've heard of people doing hunger strikes. But I've never had a client that was force fed or with an IV. I don't know that. That's a good question. That might be a good question for the sheriff, um, um, Walt McNeil at the Leon County Jail. And we um, we don't know who's rep. Someone's asking, do you know who's representing Donnie yet? Um, her her attorney in Miami was uh, Maricel, and I'm just blanking on her last name, but um, doubtful that that will be her attorney up here. Um, and we don't know Australia is in the house here, two thirty in the morning there. So people are up uh, watching this at all hours of the night. Um, the COE has built this. Uh, this is what uh, Tim was talking about. There was a search warrant executed on the cell phone, and this was a really important part of it. I'm going to read it out loud as uh, Space Coast is keeping tabs on the Zoom, which is going to start promptly at 11 a.m. We'll pull that up. But on November 13, 2023, a friend of Charlie Adelson, Charles Adelson, contacted the state attorney's office in Tallahassee. They advised Donna and Harvey contacted them Sunday, November 12th, regarding travel to the Philippines. The Adelsons advised they had travel plans to Saigon until November 20th, 2023, but no further plans at the time. 
The Adelsons were seeking advice for airlines as well as places to stay. This family friend has known the Adelsons for over 10 years and has never had longer than a five-minute conversation with Donna or Harvey. They found the contact very strange. Harvey Adelson told the subject, and it's a quote here, you must not mention to Charlie anything about our plans. So uh, again, Tim, you read this, but what do you make of this when you're seeing it on the screen here and analyzing it? Well, it looks like she was lying to this friend the friend is not really a friend. He said they had five minutes of conversation in 10 years. She was obviously trying to get information about hotels. She obviously knew this friend had traveled to the area with Charlie. And they also knew that Charlie has been in contact with this person because they're like saying, do not mention anything of our plans to Charlie. So they were trying to evade and try to es escape without anyone knowing. Um, but they just didn't know who their friend was. And his friend did the right thing, contacted the state attorney's office and the state attorney and FBI and law enforcement were able to stop her from getting away. Mm. Uh, Ned Smith with the uh, humor, dark, albeit Donna would probably love to swallow a Tide Pod right about <laughs> now. Um, I got to be honest, you guys know I don't like... Um, I do not like prison, and I might be swallowing some Tide Pods myself. Someone said, wow, Jose Baez, but we don't know if that's the case unless someone knows something that I don't know. Uh, obviously, a prominent Florida attorney. Uh, we will see uh, if she has any – she'll have some sort of representation, but we'll see if it's uh, right. a, you know, a real, quote-unquote, defense attorney or just someone – um, maybe out of uh, the public defender's office. We will find that out soon. A super sticker um, from Christina. Yeah, facing the judge at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, that's Zoom, uh, Space Coast. It is 11.01. Let's, uh, let me bring that up. And uh, let's see here. Um, Hopefully the Zoom is going to pop right up. Let's see. Uh, that is the Zoom, as you can see, waiting for. Um, so the other thing with Judge Jones. Yes. Judge Jones was the general counsel for the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and he was a former state attorney. Um, so that's an interesting. He's um, very conservative. Um, and it kind of leans to, towards the state. That's because of his background. I wouldn't say he leans, but yeah. law enforcement is his background. And we are monitoring this on multiple uh, devices here to make sure. So you can see at the top here that it is uh, buffering. That's the usual symbol you get uh, telling you to wait or the host to wait. This is obviously Leon County is aware that this is a high profile inmate. Got Arizona tuning in, um, a bunch of others tuning in. So, so Mar uh, Mar Maristol Descalzo yeah. filed a notice of appearance on the Leon County page. So I expect it to be Marisol Descalzo, the same lawyer that appeared um, in South Florida. She filed a notice of appearance. And would she be the one who, uh, would she be in Miami? Would she have to come up for this, Tim? No, they're going to do it by Zoom. They, they allow them to appear by and Zoom. And she was the one asking about extradition from county to county, and some people made fun of her for that. Um, well, she was, and my understanding is she does a lot of federal, a lot of healthcare, white-collar work. 
Um, I don't think she was. I don't think she thought that Tallahassee's outside the state of Florida. Um, she just used the term extradition, and it was wrong. But um, you know, she she realized it. And at the beginning, she said, "Oh, this is an in-state warrant." So she probably has no idea about this case if she didn't know it was an in-state warrant. Uh, we're just resetting the Zoom here to make sure that we are uh, doing. And sometimes they're they're slow, they're not on time. Yeah, Tallahassee time, Tim, a little different than uh, New York time. Uh, Although Judge Jones would be on time, but it's not Judge Jones. It's usually the jail. They're waiting for the jail to get there. the inmates and the cameras and everything set up. On a high-profile case, they probably would take her first to get her get the media out of there because they don't want the media you know, involved in all the first appearances. Yeah. So this was also from the uh, search warrant on the cell phone. Uh, this is verbatim. It says on Monday, November 13th, 2023 at approximately 8 PM, Donna Adelson was taken into custody at the Miami Dade international airport. As she entered the jetway for her flight, Donna was in possession of his cell phone at the time of apprehension as Special Agent Pat Sanford attempted to seize her cell phone, Donna attempted to pull away and prevent him from grabbing it. Donna said she was told not to give her phone to law enforcement. <laughs> You're looking at the graphic right here. I mean, Tim, like you said, you can't make this up. I no. just have this picture of this frail 73-year-old woman, an FBI agent, veteran FBI agent, Pat Sanford, saying, hey, give me your phone. And she starts like tussling and you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're both reaching for it. Um, she clearly doesn't understand that if law enforcement wants to seize your phone, uh, they can take it. So uh, I don't know. You should be streaming. Hopefully, uh, have you double checked the streaming? Yeah, we're going to. This is uh, this is the stream right here. And uh, the COE is next to me. The COE you're not seeing on your cell phone either, are you? Stand by, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, when the, the, the law enforcement always want to get your phone when they arrest you. So a lot of times they make sure they arrest you when you have your phone on you. Um, and the purpose is to do exactly what they did. Take the phone, seize it as property, do an inventory, and then go to a judge and get a search warrant. And then they can download the phone. We're we're working to get the stream up. Stand by, y'all. Tim, what about this notion that she was taken once she went through the jetway? That presumes that she had given her ticket, uh, went through the jetway. She thought she was probably home free. That and she didn't go there to see Char uh, Harvey off. She wasn't going to flee. She just wanted to go with Harvey. She got on that jetway. She scanned her ticket. Her intent and her purpose was to get on the on there and to flee. That that'll satisfy the element of proving she was trying to do an international flight. Yeah, stand by, everyone. Uh, we're working to get this stream. Uh, stand by.
we are just working behind the scenes to get this stream up to uh, speed for you. Um, there's another piece from the search warrant here. On November 7th, 2023 at 11.30 p.m., November 7th, 2023 at 11.30 p.m., Don and Harvey Adelson booked flights to Vietnam with a stop in Dubai. The flight EK0214 departs Miami, Florida on November 13th, 2023 at 8.10 p.m. to Dubai. Flight EK0392 departs Dubai on November 5th, 2023 at 9.35 a.m. and lands in Saigon at 7.35 p.m. There were no return flights booked. Vietnam is currently a country with no extradition treaty with the United States. She was obviously trying to... Uh, she was obviously trying to flee. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tim, what would have happened if she got away? Well, they would have to go through the federal DOJ to get an extradition. The governor would have to ask, have to go to the international affairs. Um, I know I had to do it one time and, and it's not easy to do. Uh, and I was dealing with Japan, but to get an extradition to one a country where you don't have a, a treaty, they looked into it. They probably told him it could be done, but it might take years and be complicated. I don't know how many years, but Jack said it was going to be lengthy and complicated. So you can imagine, and they have they had money, affluent, and in in Vietnam they could have lived there. Probably had accounts, offshore accounts, and maybe Charlie had money in offshore accounts there too. Um, it could have been. It could have been several years. Here we go. That's Maria Descalzo by Zoom. And it's already done. These are friends at Court TV. Uh, I'm going to remove that. So that was um, so there was an issue with the Zoom stream. Uh, Court TV, I believe, had their own camera in there. Uh, so I just want to make sure we're courtesying uh, Court TV there. Uh, you saw yeah. a little snippet of that uh, first appearance. The COE is going to effort to get it back. But basically, these are super, super quick. Um, just a matter of a minute or so or less. And you saw Marissa Descalzo there uh, yeah. for a moment. Uh, Tim, again, just walk us through um, what we just saw with our friends over on Core TV about what just happened. So Maria Descalzo filed a notice. She handled first appearance. Uh, she was not entitled to bond on count one. Apparently, he set a bond of 25000 I think, on count two or maybe count three, um, which is bondable offense. Count one is not. It happened so quick, I couldn't see what she was wearing. It looked like she was just wearing a prison garb. I didn't notice if she was wearing a jacket, like the suicide prevention jacket. Um, but that was Judge Jones. And it was relatively quick what we saw because of the snafu. Yeah. And so uh, you you mentioned this since she's high profile. She went first. Uh, the first yeah. the first appearance in Miami 
uh, was super quick too. The COE is efforting, as they say in news right now, to get us the whole thing, which is not much longer than what you just saw. Um, so what are the next what are the next steps now, Tim Jansen, uh, for uh, Donna Sue Adelson? What happens now? All right. So so the inmates at the jail have different color inmate have different kind of uh, uniforms, not uniforms, but I guess. And it depends on if you're a violent crime or a life serious violent. So the red is, is serious. So they're going to keep a, a, a better keep an eye on her. Um, some of them are trustees. They have a different one they wear. Um, so her next thing is going to be, uh, let's see, they'll probably schedule her first case management. Today's the 20th, I believe. Um, or what is today? Is today the 20th? Is that right? 21st. Uh, so she might have a case management in December, uh, end of December or the 1st of January, uh, her first case management. Uh, at that time, her lawyer will file notice of appearance. Uh, she's been indicted for first degree murder already. Um, the state will have to decide if they're going to seek the death penalty. I doubt they will. They didn't get it against uh, Sigfredo. Um, so then they'll file, they, they got a first degree, they'll do discovery. And after the first case management, we may know by the first case management if they're going to seek a speedy trial. They could ask for a speedy trial. Uh, they can file anything for a speedy trial. We'll see if that's filed. Um, be kind of surprising if they did. Um, I don't think Descalzo is up on the case. It didn't appear like she was up on it because she wasn't at the first, when she was arrested, didn't realize that, um, well, they could ask for an Arthur here and she's not going to get it with a first degree murder case. There's no way that judge hearing what she heard and with the risk of flight, that would be what you call a frivolous motion. Can explain explain what an Arthur hearing is for those who don't know. An Arthur hearing is when you're not entitled to it because the serious nature of the crime and the significant evidence against you in the crime, that means it's discretionary with the court. So the court's going to look at, are you a danger to the community? Are you a risk of flight not showing up for the court? We clearly have her fleeing the country. And... No judge is, and I don't even know if a lawyer can file a petition and say in good faith that she's not a risk of flight, knowing she was trying to get on a plane and talking to people and she was turned in by the neighbor uh, and trying to get on for, that's just ridiculous. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could be filed. Absolutely can file it. I think it'd be frivolous. And I think the judge, I think the judge will not be very happy if they file this motion. Yeah. Because how can you in good faith as a lawyer say she's not a risk of flight? You really can't. No way you could say that. Uh, Asian American Legal Focus joining us from North Carolina. She's been all over this case with her uh, YouTube channel, Asian American Legal Focus. Uh, this is interesting from KCL in Salt Lake City. And uh, the COE is trying to, uh, like I said, there was very little to this as expected. But the COE is trying to get... Uh, the entire thing. Uh, there was an issue with the Zoom uh, out of the Leon County Jail. So we are efforting uh, to get you the entire little snippet here uh, from the first appearance. KCL, I wonder if her first case management, because Tim just said it would be in December, will be before Charlie's appearance on 12-12 for sentencing. Would that ever happen? Would they ever do them um, one, one before the other? 
Um, usually the case management, you know, you have to docket everything. You have to make sure it's assigned to the judge. Then you have to assign it to the prosecutor, make sure it's on that same day. Um, could it happen within 20 days? Possibly, but I, I just don't see it. Normally it's 30, 45 days. They like to carry it over. You got the holidays. You're going to have Christmas. So I doubt it will be before, be before the 12th. I think the sentencing was scheduled for a specific sentencing date, or maybe it was Georgia's regular date, which would be a court date, which could be the date if they schedule a case management, could be the same day of Charlie's, and they could be transported on the same bus from the jail. Wouldn't that be ironic? Yeah. Uh, Kara Hughes, first charge, Tim, no bond, charges two and three, bond of 25000 Why is that? Uh, counts two and three, they probably did the standard bond schedule and counts one is a no bondable offense. It's a capital offense. Uh, so it's kind of a moot point cause you can't bond out on the first charge. So, right. Just, just like the sentencing of Charlie, it's all moot. He's going to get, he's going to get life on count one and he might get 20 or 30 years. He might get 30 years on the other counts, counts two and three, mm. just like Meg Bonawa got. Um, April Ladovic. Meanwhile, Harvey searching Thanksgiving recipes. Um, we're trying to figure out as far as we know, Harvey. So Harvey was obviously not detained, not taken into custody. Uh, reports are that he stayed behind. He did not go on to Dubai and ultimately Vietnam. Um, Tim, what do you think Harvey Adelson is you know, most concerned about right now, outside of the fact that his wife, well, his son is convicted of murder and his wife is now in custody. What do you think he is doing? Well, I would imagine, and I heard from somebody that he's with the grandkids. Um, my question is, will he come to Tallahassee and will he visit his wife in the jail? He's not listed, I don't believe, as an unindicted co-conspirator. Uh, he's a spouse. I think he could visit her. Um, their visits would be recorded also. Um, sorry, that's a that's all right. call on my wife. It happens. Hang up on her, Timbo. There you go. No, no, it's not my wife calling. It's my wife's oh, friend oh, calling her. Oh. And I'm, I'm using her computer. Oh, all good. Um, it'd be interesting if Harvey comes up here uh, and, and visits her at the jail. That'll be telling. Uh, that'll be interesting. Um, mm. Now, if she if she had been arrested and there was a warrant out for her arrest and she had bonded out and then Harvey did what he did to help her book a flight and leave, he could have been charged accessory after the fact. Um, so, but I don't think that they're going to say they didn't know they were going to charge and they were leaving just in case. So, um, It'd be interesting if Harvey comes up here. Um, he's retired. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't know how much time he's spending with the grandkids, but he certainly has the ability to come up here and visit his wife. Uh, Shivani says, if it's a long time until Donna's trial, she could croak first. Tim Jansen's wife, popular. Uh, Jill Jane here, how long would a speedy trial be, Tim Jansen? They could request it within 60 days. Um, I would think knowing Donna, and I'm just guessing, no, knowing that she's not going to want to eat, doesn't want to go to trial, doesn't want to embarrass herself, she's going to delay this thing as much as possible so she doesn't have to go to the courtroom 
and she's going to possibly not eat, go on a hunger strike. Um, and so maybe she never, ever ends up in a trial. Mm. And this trial could take a year, two years. If the lawyer's got to get up to speed on it, she's in custody. Um, they can say they got to listen to all the tapes. They got to do this and that. And, you know, that that can drag this thing out. Yeah. And uh, again, there was a little bit of a technical issue with the Zoom on on our end. Our friends at Court TV uh, were able to grab a little bit of it. And uh, the COE is working to get the whole thing, which is literally about probably another 30 seconds or so of what you didn't see. Uh, so we're working to get that. In the meantime, please uh, get questions in for Tim and we'll continue to take uh, questions. Lady Cymbeline here, Tim, came in a little late, I think. Tell us again about Donna talking to the neighbor. I missed that. Uh, just okay. if you can rehash that for uh, SDS. So what we have, what we have was an affidavit to get the search, the search warrant for the phone. And in the affidavit, Investigator Newland, who works at the state attorney's office, um, he put in there a paragraph about Donna calling a friend of Charlie's. And during that call, Donna said they're going to the Philippines, her and her husband, but they're going and they're coming back on the 20th. And they wanted to know what airlines and what hotel, which kind of weird because if they already said that when they were going and coming back, they would have already had an airline. But nevertheless, this friend contacted the state attorney and says, hey, listen, we're not really friends with these people. We've talked to them like five minutes in the last 10 years. They thought it seemed kind of weird. And I'm sure they know what's going on. But it's it's really, you want to commend this person because Harvey in that same paragraph says, please do not tell Charlie of our plans, which means this person has been communicating with Charlie, right? You would assume that this person, Charlie's calling him collect. So for that person who is apparently a friend of Charlie's, for him to give this information to the state attorney was commendable because it, it, it was a, a risk of flight, someone trying to get away, and you got to commend that person. They're not identified, but I'm sure the Yadelsons can figure out who it was. Well, I know, we know that um, Donna knows who it is. They know who they called. So it, it took a lot for them to do that. But they did the right thing. Uh, by the way, just a quick programming note. Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, you're going to see Tim Jansen back here with John Singer. Been all over this with Tim. And also uh, Karen Halpern Cyphers. Uh, she is part of Justice for Dan Markell. Uh, no one really knows the case better than Karen. She's going to be on here. We're going to be discussing if Wendy Adelson could possibly go down for perjury. Uh, three smart minds on this. Uh, that is 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. And then tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, we are going to have Ruth Markell and Phil Markell is going to make a brief appearance. Uh, the parents of Danny Markell are going to come on. They're going to talk about being thankful for justice uh, this Thanksgiving. Of course, in Canada, you celebrate Thanksgiving uh, at a different time, but they're going to be on again tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, will Wendy go down for perjury? We're going to be discussing that with Tim, John Singer, and Karen uh, Halpern-Cyphers, uh, who is part of Justice for Dan Markell. She'll be on here uh, this evening and tomorrow, 5.30, Ruth and Phil Markell 
Um, hey, Joel, yes. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, one of these questions, I forget who it was, a comment, mm -hmm. was a great comment, and we didn't get to see it because with the snippet. Mm -hmm. The judge at first appearance says no contact with witnesses or co-defendants. Mm -hmm. Harvey would definitely be a witness in this case. Interesting. They could subpoena Harvey because he was with her when she was getting on the flight. He made this conversation to this friend, don't tell Charlie. So he could be a witness. So he may be precluded from going to the jail and seeing him. Wow. And um, there's a question up here, uh, which we'll get to in a minute, that's related to that. But since it appeared she was in a red jumpsuit, is Donna no longer on suicide watch, Tim? What what would you you know what would your hunch be about that? I would think they're they're gonna keep her knowing what happened down in South Florida and knowing the information they've got um about suicide, they're gonna monitor her probably the first couple of days and they're gonna have a psychiatrist watch her and keep an eye on her. Um so I think they're going to, at least for a, about a week, they'll probably keep her in an isolated room where they can watch her. Mm. Uh, Rosemary Romero, this is what was tied into what you were just saying. Will Harvey attend her trial if he doesn't get charged? Uh, this is obviously putting the cart ahead of the horse here because this could be a long ways off. Um, but what about that? I mean, obviously at Charlie's trial, neither parent showed up, which spoke volumes. But do you think that right. Harvey here, who's 80 years old, would um would would um we're trying to get the full first appearance and it's not available. Uh it's not available yet. John Singer is texting me. Donna never makes it to trial. He was emphasizing a period after each thing, never makes it to trial. Uh, we'll get John Singer's take on that tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. But what about this? Do you think Harvey is going to support his wife? He's 80. She's 73. Uh, you think he would support her? Does he have to, in essence, be up here for this? Um, it depends if, he's a, if she's a witness or he's a witness in the trial. Um, I can see Georgia um, listing him as a witness because you don't know these neighbors or these friends that want to come testify about what was said. And um, that could be really incriminating evidence if Harvey has to admit on the witness stand that he did tell this person, don't tell Charlie of our plans to take off. Um, that could be, I mean... I don't know what, what could be more damaging than trying to get on the plane, the phone calls where she's trying to flee, that consciousness of guilt. She's never going to win a trial. I don't care who you bring in. She's never going to win this case at trial. She'll be convicted, uh, clearly of conspiracy. They probably found her guilty on first degree. Um, I don't see any lawyer going to be able to defend this case. Uh, Shoshana, 1610. This is really fascinating, Tim. I mean, these people have a lot of money and they went and bought one-way tickets. At least if you were arrested and you had a round-trip ticket for the extra 500 bucks in a court of law, you could say, hey, we were just going on vacation. We were going to come back. Yeah. I mean, how damaging is this in a, at a potential trial when the state says, how come you only bought a one-way ticket? I mean, it's just ridiculously dumb. What do you think? Well, that's the problem. Everything was dumb. The The call to the jail that was recorded, the, the, they're going to be able to show 
they'll probably subpoena her lawyers and probably show if she did do trust accounts, if she did some filings on her trust accounts and moved all her money to irrevocable trust. And then the fact that she, maybe they can prove that she opened offshore accounts. Um, what did she do with her condo? Did they put it for sale? Did they, did they quit claim it to somebody? Uh, all that's going to be admissible. But, you know, you buy a round trip ticket normally if you're coming back. You don't buy a round trip ticket if you're fleeing and you're not coming back. The appearances were bad. Uh, it just helped get the warrant for her arrest. Yeah. Uh, apologies again uh, about this snafu we had. Um, it, we had the Zoom correct, and uh, oh, there goes that FaceTime. And um, let me. There you go. And somehow it comes on the computer because all those devices are linked with an Apple computer. Uh, Jenny Benny says, Wendy is probably in shambles without mommy's help. Uh, this is just an unbelievable story. Obviously, her brother convicted, the mother in custody, the father's 80. Um, and now Wendy, who's got custody of the Markell's grandchildren, uh, there's a very good chance that something's going to happen uh, with her, whether it's perjury, whether it's evidence that the state might have. It seems, Tim, like Georgia's on this roll. Um, what do you think Wendy is doing right about now? She can't be living a very comfortable life at this moment. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think so. But you, we've seen her on the stand and we've seen her lie. We've seen her make a mockery of the system. We've seen her be cutesy on the witness stand. We've seen her wear the same dress twice. I mean, she's not a good person. Um, and I'm sure she's fearful that she may be prosecuted for perjury or if they get other evidence or if someone flips. Um, but she she seemed so condescending on the stand when Georgia asked her in the first trial, you're not going to arrest me. You're not going to prosecute me. Do you remember that? Yeah. She seemed so confident in herself. Um, yeah. Just a, not a likable person at all. Mm. Uh, from Studi, uh, when will the judge ask how Donna, how does Donna plead? Is this part of the case management hearing? When will the judge ask Donna? Um, her lawyer would have pled her not guilty to the charges. We might have missed that part. Um, she would have pled her not guilty. They don't normally ask that at that point. They usually say your lawyer is here. Um, and, okay, what do you say about bond? And the state said no bond. And the judge agreed on count one and counts two and three. He granted a standard bond conditions. There's a, a schedule that they go by depending on the offense, um, a schedule, standard bond schedule. Mm. Uh, hey, Mona, we're going to keep taking your questions for a little while here. And then again, re reminder tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Tim's back with John Singer, another very savvy attorney, and Karen Halpern Cyphers of Justice for Dan Markell. Um, who knows this case inside out. We're going to talk about potential perjury charges against Wendy, which could put her behind bars for a long time. Uh, hey, Mona, will she be allowed visitors in jail? I assume she will be. But Tim, just uh, reiterate what you were saying before about how no, uh, there's certain people are not allowed to visit who those people might be. Yeah, co-defendants would not be. We need to look at the judges. Um, order on the bond because I someone on here said 
no contact with witnesses. And that's normal. You would not be able to have contact with the witness because if you hire a lawyer, your lawyer can talk to the witnesses. They don't want you obstructing justice. They don't want you trying to badger witnesses. So if if Harvey's listed as a witness, uh, that information, she may not know that now, but he certainly could be a witness, that's for sure. Um, and people then said, well, doesn't he have spousal privilege? Spousal privilege only goes to communications. It doesn't go to actions. So, Harvey, were you, were you at the airport traveling with your wife? Where were you traveling to? Did, did you do your tickets? Were both of you traveling? Yes. Did both of you scan your tickets? Did you have one-way tickets? Yes. That's no, there's no communication there. Those are just actions that he can testify to. Mm. Uh, Susie Pittman coming down on me. Efforting is not a word. It is in the news business. Different industries have different lingo and news. They always say we are efforting such and such. So uh, it might not be in the Webster uh, Mer- Merriam dictionary, but uh, it is a word in the, in the world of news. So there you go. Uh, this is an interesting question, Tim, that we talked about before. Um, Martin Phillipson, why not do the whole family together? There seems to be no change in the evidence, and it seems like the charges also are the same. Seems a lot of time and money doing individual cases. Tim, what is the answer to that? Uh, um, that's a good question, but that's a question you need to, you know, you got to let let Georgia, Jack, and Sarah, and the investigators, you got the FBI, you see what they've done in this case. Look at the years of time they've invested. Look at the work and the results. You got to trust what they they know what they're doing. They know what they have better than all of us. All of us armchair quarterbacks and lawyers can we can look at the stuff, but they got the evidence. They know what they have. They charge who they think they can prosecute, and they made witnesses who they made witnesses. You know we can second guess it, but they're the ones that are doing the jobs that we've all commended. We've all commended they've done a great job. So that's a question for them. Um, if you don't think Jack and, and Sarah and Georgia don't want to charge everybody in this case, you haven't been watching this. Georgia would love to charge everybody. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, they don't have the evidence to do it. And, and I apologize. I'm doing 95 things behind the scenes here. But Debbie Gibby, uh, did I miss this, Tim? Leon County does not allow visitors. Is that right? And Donna can't talk. This I heard you say. Donna well, can't talk to anyone in her family that is involved, which is presumably the whole family. The unindicted co-conspirators, too. And Wendy's an unindicted co-conspirator, right, Tim? So basically, yeah. no one, is this true? that? But can some random person go visit her if they wanted to? Well, because of COVID, it's changed a lot. It used to have attorney booths that you can go up and visit people. Now they go into the into the jail and you go to the right and it's like these phones and you do a, a like a video, like a Zoom visit. You don't visit in person. Um, like if she was in federal custody, she could go out to the federal jail and they could have an in-person visit. But it, when you say visit, you can visit on a phone. Um, and certainly she can take calls, but they're gonna be a phone. She won't be able to take calls from, she may not be able to take calls from Harvey. Uh, since if he's listed as a potential witness. So she might not have any visitors other than, yeah, she might not have any visitors. Wow, that's insane. Other than legal, only legal visits. And Tim, this next one is interesting too, because obviously uh, it was wiretaps that played a role in convicting Charlie Adelson. And uh, Tracy is here, says, Wendy must be careful what she says 24-7. What a life. 
who would want her to be her who would want to be her boyfriend now ha 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 um let me ask you is it possible that Wendy's calls are being wiretapped right now for possible additional evidence is that a possibility well i think that's true um her immunity only was to the immunity on the witness stand and the questions the state asked and the, the defense asked if she's on a phone conversation with anybody else, if they have a wiretap or if she has a conversation in public, those are not protected and those can be used against her. So you're right. You always, for the rest of her life, she has to be careful what she says. That's, uh, that's the punishment comes in many ways. It's not just uh, the conviction with Charlie. Um, but, uh, I think the deeper punishment is, what is going on in, inside the minds of Donna Adelson, Wendy Adelson, Charlie Adelson, Harvey Adelson. They're never going to have a moment of peace again, either because they're on the inside now, like Charlie. It's never going to see the light of day. Or you could be on the outside, like Wendy, wondering when your time is going to run out. It's like one of those hourglass, uh, you know, that you flip over and the sand is uh, pouring through that hourglass. And Wendy does not know when her time is going to be up. Jennifer Capo said, how is she going to survive not speaking with Charlie 10 times a day? Tim, I mean, it's obviously said in a facetious manner, but it is true. She's used to, and look, I talked to my mom, not going to lie. Talk to Carm a lot during the day. Um, what is it going to do, you think, mentally? Uh, Donna already mm -hmm. looks defeated in her new mugshot. What do you think it's going to do to her mentally? Um, just not be, basically being completely ostracized from the real world now. She's not going to be able to, it sounds like she's not going to be able to talk to anyone in her family. That's true. And um, probably the only one she can talk to is Robert, who's basically disowned her. Um, she's going to sink into deep depression. She's not going to talk to anybody else at the jail. And she can't have any communication other than her lawyers. And if she's already deciding not to eat, I think Singer's right. I think she's going to she's going to gel into that depression. Hopefully, hopefully she's going to not take her life, but end her life by not eating, starving and going into depression. And at her age, it's not impossible to say she could not have a significant health issues at 73. Mm. And you, you don't want to have health issues at the, at the Leon County jail. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. Or any jail. Yeah. Uh, the COE is actually on the phone, believe it or not, with the Leon County clerk right now. She just let me know the COE is great. She's trying to get it. Uh, you know what they say as happens. And, uh, for whatever reason, our zoom stream was, uh, buffering uh our friends at court tv uh we were able to get a little bit off of it uh courtesy to them uh jenny benny says tim just rehash this again because people are confused was donna trying to hide from harvey that she was telling charlie about their travel plans i think it was the other way around they were trying right. to keep it from charlie but why do you think that is you think charlie would have been adamant about not going what what do you think the rationale behind that was i i'm guessing now is that this friend had been talking to Charlie on the phone at the jail. Because when it says, don't tell Charlie, that presumes there might be a future conversation. Well, we know Charlie's in custody and the only way he can communicate is through a bond or phone. So they didn't want Charlie and this third person neighbor 
to discuss it so it would alert the authorities. That's what I'm guessing by reading that that paragraph. Hmm. Uh, Tia Bawa, who uh, is a friend of the show, comments frequently, is Harvey the babysitter now? Again, some of these questions are being asked in jest, but there's a serious um, sort of undertone to it. And we're going to stay on a bit longer because the COE is telling me that she's trying to get it. Uh, Now she's on the phone with (laughs) the court recorder. Uh, We uh, we work hard here at STS and uh, try to get uh, the information the right way. So she's working on on getting it. But again, the first appearance is really a formality. Very, very short. Uh, you, you saw most of it already, but uh, the COE working to get it. Um, but but Tim, there's really Wendy left right now. And we're going to have the Markels on tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to be talking tonight about why there's a chance she could be indicted for perjury that there's a real possibility what do you think would happen to these children they're 13 and 14 so they're still minors uh has to be an absolute mess i mean all around uh the next question is what on earth do you think wendy and harvey are telling the grandkids you have any thoughts on this or what could happen legally with these children if something was to happen to wendy you know it's interesting i had a case um probably 10 years ago where the the, the mother of the children killed the father, the older father. She was young, but they had kids. She laid in place that she wanted her parents to get custody of the kids. And the court originally did that. And then we fought and overturned it. And the, because the grandparents, we thought were not fit to be for the kids. But they do allow, if Wendy was charged, she gets some say-so in who gets her kids. Um, it can be overturned by the court because it's always what's in the best interest of the children. So um, hopefully you would think the Markells would be in line if Wendy was no longer available to care for her kids. You would hope the Markells would be considered. Um, Harvey, he's 80 years old. I don't know if he could really take care of them. I mean, they'll probably have to have a hearing to see if he could physically, you know, those kids are usually – they're going to basketball, soccer games, and schooling, and homework, and field trips. That's a lot, especially and for an eighty-year-old person. That might not be doable. Might be not in their best interest. I can barely do it, and I'm in my fifties. Uh, hey, Mona. By the way, my kids are off all week for Thanksgiving. I don't understand that. Why would you get off the entire week? I never got off more than Thursday and Friday. What's going on? Um, hey, Mona says Tim Jansen. Can't Charlie get three consecutive sentences to ensure against any appeals? Uh, what say you? He can do that. And um, he, he can get that. And uh, what happened in Denise Winchester's case, they overturned one of her convictions and she ended up getting 30 years on one of the other convictions that would stood up. So uh, you can imagine if the court sentences are 30 or Charlie 30 years, um, that's probably going to be a life sentence and he can run it consecutive. So there's ways to do that. Um, judges are smart and they understand one, one conviction might up, might not be affirmed on appeal for any reasons. So you ensure you're going to get at least 30 and run them consecutive. So he'll never get out. Okay. Uh, we're going to be able to get our friends at core TV. We're going to, uh, courtesy them and uh the coe is working on getting the full uh first appearance we're going to have that for you in just a couple minutes um so stand by on that 
Madeline Bullet spelled like bullet bourbon there. Maybe Donna's iPhone will be full of incriminating information on Harvey Adelson and Wendy Adelson. Gosh, these people. Tim, tell us what is going on with that cell phone. That thing could be a wealth of evidence. Well, information. That, so what's going on? That's, that's exactly right. That phone could be enough. The state attorney files additional charges, even without the even without her flipping, her phone could be enough to push it over the edge because that would be independent evidence, right? That was independently obtained outside of the testimony, immunized testimony of Wendy. So if there's anything on there, those phone messages that she thought she erased that are there that might shed light on knowledge, participation. That could be enough to charge Wendy. Uh, JM, another joke here, but I want to get Tim's take on this. He knows the Leon County Jail. Thread count, it's 25 in jail as opposed to the 800 she's used to. But Tim Jansen, what is it like inside that jail? <laughs> Not a good place. Um, I'll tell you, when it used to be clean. They, they got most of the pods are open pods. And then you have individual cells. They have a couple pods for violent offenders. And they only get out like an hour a day. When they go to an attorney visit, they have to be escorted to the attorney booth and back. But most of them are open pods. They probably got about, I think they might have about 75 to 100 in a pod. And it could be a free-for-all in there. You could see all of them watching TV. They usually have two TVs, one group on one side, one on the other. Uh, the men have ability to go out and play basketball. Um, and then the women, it's a little different. They don't, I don't think they have basketball, but it's ever since COVID it's gotten so bad. We were doing attorney visits and there was cockroaches all over every place. Uh, they weren't cleaning because nobody was going in and cleaning. Uh, but every time they get an accreditation, it's funny how they clean that place up when they're coming in and doing an accreditation. Uh, <laughs> Monica and I went in there. It was like disgusting, oh. and uh, we hated going there because I didn't clean. Um, is she gonna? Is she on a metal bed in there? Because I know at Turner Guilford night she was sleeping on a metal bed. I don't even know if they gave her a pillow because of her status there. She was in that turtle suit, otherwise known as yeah. a Ferguson suit. But do you know? Um, like, does she have a, a toilet in her cell if she's in her own cell? And is it a metal bed? Did they give her a pillow? Do you know any of those details? I've seen him walking around with uh, a mattress, and I know pillows are hard to get, but they give them the skinniest of mattresses you've ever seen. Mm. They're not something you want to lay on. It'd be like camping outside. You know, you'd be better off with the blow-up the blow up stuff from doing the tent <laughs> than those mattresses. Um, girl underfoot. Donna's heard on one tape saying that Harvey's in bed at 7 p.m. due to all the stress from the bump. Again, Tim, I know you're not a psychologist, but 80 years old. Uh, my father wouldn't have been able to handle it at 80. Uh, this is why this story is so tragic on so many levels. Uh, this is an interesting question here. and Please continue to send questions. We'll continue to take them for a while here. Uh, Ingram's page, does no contact with the victims include her grandsons? Interesting wow. question, Tim. I know, you know, I didn't think about it. Look at this, by the way. Joel's a great host. Tim Jansen is brilliant. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. But what about the grandkids? You know... We all know they're victims. You know, they're the biggest victims in this whole thing, besides DeMarc Ells and besides Dan. But I'm not sure if they really um, 
I'm not sure they're really going to consider the kids victims for visitation. Um, the kids aren't going to visit anyway. Uh, and I doubt the kids are going to call. They're going to call Grammy in jail. I mean, how do you explain that? Grammy's in jail for killing your father. I mean, how low can these people get? I mean, why would you? It's when I go to federal prison, I see little kids seeing their, 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 their relatives. It's sad. It's really sad that you have to have little kids running around a federal prison to see their, their, their family members, but they do it. And it's, it's heartbreaking for those kids. It's, it's awful. And again, Charlie Adelson has his own son. Uh, so that child is going to have to, if he ever wants to see his father, is going to have to go to state prison in Florida to see him. Debbie Gibby, uh, no visitors allowed. Let Tim know. Google it. Since COVID, that's what Tim said. No that. one is allowed. So Harvey right. cannot go there. Uh, that's so interesting to me. But they, they're allowed to do phone visits. Yeah. They had um, it's like a video conference. Can, they've got video conferencing. I've seen people doing video conferencing. And there's no in-person visits since COVID. She's right. And we're uh, I'm going to have to do a show on this and get Steve Cohen to help out here. Um, oh, it looks like. Uh, the COE is about to bring us the entire first appearance in a moment, um, courtesy of Court TV. Stand by, everyone. We're about to replay this first uh, on other. Uh, look at this. Janine K quelling my angst. The Zoom had problems on other channels, not just here, Joel. Uh, that does not surprise me. We had the ID. We had the Zoom. Uh, there is no bond. Someone is asking uh, if she was going to bond out. The question here that I was coming to, Tim, from Deborah Joe Jackson, uh, it will be so sad if it winds up with Wendy harming her boys and unalives herself, basically. And oh. Here we go. Let's watch this, and we'll get back to that in a minute. Idelson has just walked into the courtroom there in Leon County, Florida. That is our friend Let's Julia go Janae. into that Zoom recording Courtesy of this Court hearing TV. live. All rise, please now in session the Honorable Jason Jones presiding. So you know the inmates never stand for the judge. That's for the court participants, not the inmates. The judge doesn't have to understand. Attorney, I see that we have your attorney with us here on Zoom. Good morning. So this was an arrest that was done by warrant. PC has already been found. I have reviewed the PC warrant. State, what is your recommendation for bond? I believe this is a grand jury indictment, Judge. Uh, the true bill indicating there was a no bond on count one. Murder first degree, $25,000 bond set on counts two and three. Obviously, no contact with uh, the victim's uh, family. Um, no contact, I suspect, also in 
co-defendants um, previously charged with the state or witnesses listed in the probable cause affidavit. Um, stipulate to no bond at this time without prejudice and the right to revisit with Judge Everett, which is the judge assigned to the case. So, Ms. Adelson, at this time, you're being held with no bond on count one. Your bond will remain $25,000 on count two and $25,000 on count three. As a condition of your bond, you'd have no contact with the victim's family, you'd have no contact with any co-defendants, and no contact with any witnesses that are listed in the probable cause affidavit. Do you understand those conditions? Thank you, Your Honor. That's it for this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. So you see that Doug Paul, who does first appearance, he offered on behalf of the state standard bond on counts two and three. It wasn't like the defense won an issue. He stipulated to a $25,000 bond on counts two and three. I don't hear you. You muted yourself, Joel. I knew I would do that. Uh, Space Coast <laughs> and uh, COE, let's, let's get that back up one more time. Um, uh, just for one more playing in a moment. And um, yeah, Tim, go ahead. It was short and sweet. Uh, we clipped some of it off the beginning because an issue with Zoom, and I'm getting a lot of comments that there was an issue with the Zoom stream. So no surprise yeah. there, things happen. Um, but we just saw that play out. She was in a, in a red prison jumpsuit, um, and she appeared... I don't know. I don't know if calm is the right word, but, you know, maybe she is it possible that they're giving her some sort of medication to calm her nerves a little, Tim? Probably not, because she probably hadn't seen any doctors yet. Mm. She got in at one thirty. She got booked by, what, three or so. And it's, you know, nine, eight, nine hours. I doubt it. She, I mean, maybe, but I I just doubt they don't get that. They don't get to see medical people that quickly. They really don't. Yeah. Let's um. Let's watch this one more time. And Tim, you can kind of talk over it a little bit this time. Recording of this uh, hearing uh, live. You just see those concrete walls. Just look yep. cold in there. Uh, All right. I got you can see we got a lot of people in that courtroom. Long crime. You can see all the people who zoomed in on that that board. Yeah. The attorneys can please announce themselves. Douglas Office of Florida. Pam Westnell of Public Defender's Office. So it looks like we have Miss Donna Adelson in the chair. Good morning, Miss Adelson. This is Judge Jones. You are here first appearance on case number 2023 CF3226. You are charged with one count of murder, one count of conspiracy to commit murder, and one count of solicitation to commit murder. I see that we have your attorney with us here on Zoom. Good morning. Good morning, Your Honor. Marisol Descalzo on behalf of Donna Adelson. Mr. So this was an arrest that was done by warrant. PC has already been found. I have reviewed the PC warrant. Oh. State what is your recommendation for Don? I believe this is a grand jury indictment, Judge. Uh, True Bill indicated there was a no bond on count one. You murdered first degree, $25,000 bond set on counts two and three. Obviously, no contact with 
uh, the victims, uh, family, uh, no contact, I suspect also any co-defendants uh, previously charged with the state or witnesses listed in the probable cause affidavit. Um, Your Honor, um, we stipulate to no bond at this time without prejudice and the right to revisit with Judge Everett, which is the judge assigned to the case. So, Ms. Adelson, at this time you're being held with no bond on count one. Your bond will remain $25,000 on count two and $25,000 on count three. As a condition of your bond, you'd have no contact with the victim's family, you'd have no contact with any co defendants, and no contact with any witnesses that are listed in the probable cause affidavit. Do you understand those conditions? Thank you, Your Honor. That's it for this morning. Thank you. So she was effectively at that last part when he says, uh, Judge Jones says you can have no contact with witnesses, co-defendants, right. co-conspirators. Effectively, Tim, that judge, Judge Jones, just cut off all her contact with everyone she knows in the world, her entire family. That's true. But what's the judge going to do? <laughs> Normally you say no contact, right? It's you getting out. They revoke your bond for having contact. She's not getting out. So, but you're right. She can't really have, the state could argue she can't have contact with anybody. Um, and it said any witnesses listed. Now, Harvey was not listed by either party, right? So, but he might be a witness by the state to these charges for the consciousness of guilt and fleeing. So they could, might be able to preclude him from having any conversation or contact with Wendy. Mm. Uh, and at the beginning, you, what you saw was the judge, he announced to have the lawyers in court announce themselves. So you had the state attorney and the public defender. She's not representing him, but she was just announcing to the court who she was. And then they switched over to this discouse old woman. Yeah. This is a comment I had up before we watched. Uh, of course, that was Don Adelson's first appearance, courtesy Court TV. Uh, friends of ours were on the show often. Love Vinny. Love Julie Grant, love Julia Janae, love, love uh, Judge Wilcott, all doing a great job over there. Uh, Deborah Jo Jackson, uh, this was a comment, Tim. Uh, this is extreme, but it'd be so sad that th I'm getting, I'm reading this again to ask you a question. If it winds up with Wendy harming her boys and unaliving herself, obviously that is the worst case scenario. But Tim, I, and I know you're not like a family court attorney and not a psychologist, but you think at some point, uh, the state is going to have to step in and at least do some sort of evaluation in light of the fact that now the grandmother is in custody, the uncle. Uh, I'll have to get on a professional that really knows this, but it's an interesting point, isn't it? Um, I think that her family, well, you know, that's interesting because Dan's no longer alive. It would be it would be the Markells as the grandparents may want to contact a family, a family lawyer and see if they can file something with the court and God forbid something happened to those poor children. If anybody thinks that's going to happen, is there even a remorse chance of it? Child protective services should be contacted to do a well-being check on behalf of those children. Um, and that can be done anonymously. If someone has any kind of information that they think they're going to hurt those kids. Yeah. I know Steve Cohen is <clears throat> listening and, uh, excuse me and steve cohen is the best at getting guests which is why we have the best guests in true crime and uh he will uh work to get us someone who's an expert in this field and we can ask about 
what would happen. It doesn't have to be that she commits suicide. It could be that she's indicted for perjury or indicted for first degree murder. The other charges that uh, all the that that Wendy that uh, Don and and Charlie sorry are facing. There's so many members of this family. It's hard to keep it straight. Uh, Julie B. Me says I heard more recordings on another channel. Harvey was definitely in the know. Um, I don't really want to speculate on that per se, but um, my own mother, the great Carm. By the way, people have been asking about her cutout. It's been folded up underneath a chair for weeks because she's been coming here, and we don't usually put up the cutout without her here, but I will have to uh, dust off the Carm cutout and get it back on. But she is of the firm belief that Harvey Adelson knew about this uh, from the onset, and time will tell. He's an old man. I, I'd be shocked if they went after him before, let's say, Wendy Adelson. Uh, this comment here from uh, 1776 Daughter. Now, here's some interesting hypotheticals. If Charlie tries to make a plea deal for a reduced sentence by implicating Wendy, would that dismiss the right to appeal his conviction? Tim Jansen, I have no idea about the answer to that, but you might. Timbo, did Tim freeze up on me? He looks frozen. Tim Jansen, I need you. I'm going to continue to go through questions. Look at Tim. He looks perfectly frozen. Usually when you freeze, uh, you're pixelated, but not Tim Jansen. Oh, look at that. He's going to bounce back in, I hope. I'm I'm riding this wagon all by myself. Let's go through here and look at some questions. This is interesting. I'm not going to know the answers because I'm not an attorney here. Let's see if Tim hops back on. If convicted, would Donna be a candidate for a supermax prison or are there any supermax women's prisons in Florida? My hunch, and I'll ask Tim this when he bounces back on, is no. And that's because supermax prisons, I think, are relegated to federal inmates, people like the Unabomber, uh, people of that stature, that nature. Timothy McVeigh, Terry Nichols, who was Timothy McVeigh's partner in that horrific Oklahoma City bombing. I believe he remains in a supermax prison out in Colorado, but I believe that that is simply uh, for high-profile, high-risk federal inmates who uh, cause a hell of a lot of damage. Um, people like uh, Eric Rudolph, I believe, at one point, um, was in a su supermax prison. Uh, do you think Harvey's going to be arrested? Uh, I just said, I don't think he's going to be arrested. He's 80 years old, but it's possible. I mean, there's a need for justice out there. Uh, my personal feeling is that they're going to get Wendy on something, uh, whether it is enough evidence to convict on first degree murder, conspiracy, and all the other charges that Charlie faced, or if it's perjury, and that is what we are going to be speaking about tonight. Um, I'm going to play this first appearance one last time. Going to see if Tim hops back on. If not, we'll play this one last time, and then we will uh, say goodbye till 7 p.m. So uh, stand by for this. Zoom recording of this hearing live. <laughs> Donna's arraignment in Tallahassee this morning. 
All rise, please now in session the Honorable Jason Jones presiding. The attorneys can please announce themselves. Douglas Office in Florida. Pam Pesnell, the Public Defender's Office. So it looks like we have Ms. Donna Adelson in the chair. Good morning, Ms. Adelson. This is Judge Jones. You are here. First appearance on case number 2023 CF3226. You are charged with one count of murder, one count of conspiracy to commit murder, and one count of solicitation to commit murder. I see that we have your attorney with us here on Zoom. Good morning. So this was an arrest that was done by warrant. PC has already been found. I have reviewed the PC warrant. State, what is your recommendation for bond? I believe this is a grand jury indictment, Judge. Uh, the true bill indicated there was a no bond on count one. Murder first degree, $25,000 bond set on counts two and three. Obviously, no contact with uh, the victim's uh, family, uh, no contact, I suspect, also in co defendants uh, previously charged with the state or witnesses listed in the probable cause affidavit. Um, stipulate to no bond at this time without prejudice and the right to revisit with Judge Everett, which is the judge assigned to the case. So, Ms. Adelson, at this time you're being held with no bond on count one. Your bond will remain $25,000 on count two and $25,000 on count three. As a condition of your bond, you'd have no contact with the victim's family, you'd have no contact with any co defendants and no contact with any witnesses that are listed in the probable cause affidavit. Do you understand those conditions? Thank you, Your Honor. That's it for this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. And look who's back, Tim Jansen. Tough to do a show with legal analysis when I'm not an attorney, so glad to have Tim back here. Uh, D-March says, good shows coming up. A reminder tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. John Singer, Tim Jansen, and Karen Halpern Cyphers, KHC, coming on. Uh, three people who know the case inside out to talk about if Wendy could be brought up in perjury charges. And tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, we've got Ruth uh, Markell and a cameo appearance by Phil Markell talking about what they are thankful for. And I've been taking questions on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Podcast STS, at Podcast STS. If you have questions for the Markells, send them to me at Podcast STS. You want to see pictures of Tim Jansen's cooking? He's courtroom chef on Instagram, and I'll post some of his photos. You can follow us either at courtroom chef or at surviving the survivor. Um, looking at some quick things here. In that first appearance, Tim Jansen, her arraignment today in Leon County, the judge mentioned something about no prejudice. What is that uh, in regards to? Well, what she was saying is she wants to. She's not going to seek bond now with the right to refile for bond. Clearly, she has the right to do that in the in front of the judge handling the case. She really didn't need to say that. Um, I don't think she does a lot of criminal practice in 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 this area. I my understanding is she does a lot of white collar defense work. 
uh, corporations under investigation, healthcare as her specialty. She's not used to doing murder cases in state court. And she can, I'm sure she can educate herself and realize that Tallahassee's in the state of Florida, doesn't require an extradition. Yeah, and Tim, when we lost you, we were talking about some hypotheticals here. Charlie must yeah. beside himself that Wendy has her freedom. On the wiretaps, yep. you hear him telling his mother she doesn't realize how lucky yep. she is, and that was after the murder. If she doesn't get charged with anything, he may arrange for an, another hitman. It's not something to laugh at, provided <laughs> the boys are safe with the Markells. But do you think, Tim, that there is a chance that the this family now uh, we've had former inmates on who've done hard time. They say that everyone's yep. going to start pointing fingers. But do you think that Charlie and Wendy could start to specifically point fingers at each other? Well, think about that. Uh, she had the opportunity once Charlie got convicted to maybe go in and cut a deal, right? She had a lawyer. Or I think she had, yeah, she had this lady. This, why didn't she try to cut a deal? Why did she try to flee? Or why did she put all of her assets and her money in for her grandkids and then maybe consider taking her own life because she realizes her life is over. It's an admission of guilt that she's done bad. She's a bad person and she wants to not be punished for what she's done. And she wants to take all her money that they've gained over the years and give it to the grandkids. Fine. Give it to the grandkids. Those kids need more money. They're going to need more counseling than anybody on this show. Probably when they find out that their grandmother and that their uncle had their their father killed. Uh, and then the way they treated the poor Markells, isolated them, said bad things about them to poison those young kids against their grandparents. Just horrific people on a horrific crime. A uh, girl underfoot became a new member. Thank you. Emily Winesap says, Wendy lied like a dog. She should be worried. That's what we're going to discuss tonight. And uh, we're going to look at what is perjury. Uh, what is perjury? By the way, Ned Smith gifting a membership and did Wendy Adelson possibly commit perjury and could she be uh, indicted as a result? Um, yes, she's to have no contact with Harvey or Wendy. Is this true? That is true. Uh, that is the order from the judge today. Uh, one interesting thing, Tim, that I kind of giggled at, uh, which I shouldn't have, is if you recall at the Markell wedding, Wendy marrying Dan, Donna thought it would be a great idea. Uh, and the Adelson yeah. family to pull out the kosher meals. Dan was becoming more religious. He wanted kosher food. Uh, someone asked, "Can she, kosher food is widely known to be better in the jail and prison system. Can she mm -hmm. request kosher meals in the Leon County Jail since it's better food? She can, and I know my clients do it in federal prison because it's better food, and they're not going to question her religious beliefs. If she requests it, she'll probably get it. Uh, this is absolutely uh, mind-blowing what we're seeing. Um, this is an interesting question from Madeline Bullet. before we say goodbye. Do you think Donna had WhatsApp and never deleted chats? I'm younger than Donna, and I forget stuff all the time. You know, Tim, this has been a big point. Uh, was Wendy WhatsApping with Charlie at one point? And could those, you know, that's a very encrypted app system. Now that they have Donna's phone, does it change the playing field? I mean, now you're able to go and see what was she saying to Wendy? What was she saying to Charlie? She's the matriarch. She had tentacles out to all of them. We discussed it a little bit, but I guess more specifically about WhatsApp and these and these other uh, encrypted apps. Will they be able to go in there and try to crack them now? 
Um, people think that they're smart, but they're not smarter than technology. They're not smarter than the resources the FBI has. Um, WhatsApp may be a little difficult, and plus the timing. Um, but you know, she might have thought she deleted some things that she doesn't or didn't think were relevant to her and Charlie, but it might be very damaging to Wendy, right? They might not have thought about it, but it might be that last piece of the puzzle. I don't want to steal from Rashbaum, but it might be enough that Georgia and Jack say, okay, now we got it. It's independent. It's through a search warrant of a phone from Donna. It doesn't come from the testimony of Wendy. It didn't flow from the testimony of Wendy. It's independent, along with whatever else we have. We think we have enough. That could be that could be the holy grail, and could be enough to charge Wendy. We'll see. But trust me, Pat Sanford went there, and I guarantee you, his sole purpose was to get that phone from Wendy. Um, I mean, not from Wendy, to get that phone from Donna, because that's where maybe a lot of the hidden secrets can be held. Mm. Um. Robin Ray, again, a question that everyone's wondering, what are they telling Dan's sons? Followed here by Tim, what about spousal privilege? I think that is in regards to uh, jail visitation, although we now know that there is no No, jail visitation. That covers communications. So the law says you cannot testify about communications you have with your spouse. Only communications, not activities, not what you witness, but communications. And the reason is that because we wanted couples to stay married, that they could talk to each other without fear being used against them. We want the marriages to work. So they protected that. It's sacrosanct. But it doesn't prohibit them from testifying. Yes, I got on the plane with her. Yes, we were traveling. Yes, we bought tickets. Those aren't communications. Now, if she says, yeah, we're going to flee, we're going to kill each other, that would be a communication that's protected. But going to the airport, walking with her to the gate, handing the tickets to the gate clerk and then walking on that jetway to get on. That is not commute. That's not protected. Uh, borders girl, Tim, uh, this idea of buying one, a one way ticket and getting nabbed, definitely yeah. consciousness of guilt. I mean, that's a big factor if there is a trial. Yeah. Um, that, it's not going to be, I, I agree with singer. She's not going to make it to trial. Uh, that's funny because right on the heels of that, Maureen Walsh, 73, is not old these days, although prison ages you. I was actually surprised we did an Alec Murdoch show yesterday, and Taylor Bell, who's an attorney in South Carolina, said that the average life expectancy for a white male in South Carolina in a state prison is 66 years old. Uh, and for a black male, uh, an African-American male, it is shorter than that. So prison takes an immense toll on both your physical being and your psychological being. And uh, it's going to obviously take a toll. You can already see it, I think, on Donna's face. Uh, Super sticker from Jessica Whaley, and we're going to wrap it up in just a moment. Thank you. I recently found your podcast. My cousin was friends with Dan since college. Surviving the Survivor at gmail.com. Surviving the Survivor at gmail.com. Please reach out. Any idea what happened to Katie and Sigfredo's kids? Great question. I, I don't know. And that just speaks more to the tragedy of this entire case. I would assume they're with family members. They're literally from about 20 blocks from where I sit uh, in Miami Beach. And um, another great question here. Why not a private jet? They had the means. It's like Tim just said, 
people think they're smart, but they're really not that smart. But man, I'll tell you right now, my dear mother would never be that dumb to buy a one-way ticket. Never. It's a reason she survived the Holocaust. She's savvy. Go ahead, Tim. You know, Joe, Murdoch, we know what he is. He has the will to live to con again, right? Don't we think that she has lost her will to live? Don't we think, and, and we know people, people who are married a long time and their spouse dies, they will themselves to die. And if you're in an institution where you've already wanted to die or flee, she could will herself to die. Uh, I don't see her fighting to go to trial. I don't, I don't see that at all. Yeah, I mean, I think this is part of their punishment that they didn't see coming is just the incredible mental anguish that this is taking on the entire family. I mean, they're just destroyed. Um, you know, Charlie obviously is going to be spending the rest of his life in state prison. Donna is likely to follow in his footsteps. Uh, but just the mental anguish, you know, just the torture that they are dealing with. Um, and you know what? They committed this crime. They deserve that. Do you think if Wendy testifies again in Donna's trial that they'll have a specially made chair with a brass plaque on it, given she's done this so many times? I had an old uncle went to a synagogue here in South Florida, and uh, he was philanthropic at the synagogue, and they gave him a little brass, a little brass plaque. So when I hear that story, it reminds me uh, of that. Uh, Final question here, Tim. What if Donna does not make it to trial? The case is over, right? That's right. If your client dies and the case ends, they file a document basically saying the client is no longer alive. You can't have trials with dead people. Um, you can try cases in absentia, like if she was been on trial and she took off, they can try the case without her. But if she effectively dies, that doesn't mean she's willfully being away from the trial. They're not going to go forward. There's no reason to spend the money and resources on it. Uh, Barbara Kay, good point. Joel accepts dogs barking. Windsor behaved today. Not wife's <laughs> phones, Tim. Um, narcissists don't commit suicide. Let me see if there's one final question I see. Um, it's a good question to end with. Who's going to fight over the movie rights? Right now, I guess it would be Wendy. Uh, if she can sell them, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, no one wants a piece of this. So... Mm-hmm. Tim Jansen, uh, always love hearing your analysis. Gentleman and a scholar, it says behind you, we had an issue with the stream. It says, keep calm and carry on. That's what we did. Our friends at Court TV, uh, we were able to courtesy them and show you that uh, first appearance in Leon County. We're going to be back tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time with Tim John Singer and Karen Halpern Cyphers to discuss if Wendy could be indicted on perjury charges and then tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, we will have Ruth and a quick cameo appearance by Phil Markell, the parents of Dan Markell. And then Thursday, we're trying to put together a special show with some people who knew Charlie Adelson really well. And then check out the YouTube page because the COE has uh, put up a note there. We're asking everyone in STS Nation to make a short video of what they're thankful for. And the COE is going to put together a video that we're going to play on uh Black Friday, while you're shopping, you can think about uh, or hear about what everyone says that they are thankful for. So we'll see you back here uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's just in about six hours and 52 minutes. But who's keeping track of time? Until then, love you, America. Love you, Tallahassee. 
Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.